0: so good to us. And uh, I'm just blessed in so many ways. I'm so used to taking a watch off, taking a coat off. <laughs> you got a clock back there, but I couldn't read one word of it. <laughs> um, this, this message I have on my heart, I, I, honestly... Preachers go through this like women go through wallpaper stores, uh, shoe departments, and things like that. And and finally the Lord settles us down. But He, he hadn't told me yet everything that I'm going to say. You know. So <clears throat> I'm trusting that uh, maybe tonight I, I can, by the help of the Lord, say something that will help. I was telling pastor before I came, we were in the office, and the uh, characters in the Bible are much easier to to preach about. But when you get into a subject like I'm in tonight, um, it's it's easy to preach, but it may not capture your attention because you're not following the path of a a person. Tonight we'll be trying to follow the path of some people and um, I will tell you what, what the text is we're going to start but we're going to go to a lot of verses tonight and if you have your Bible most of them will be in the Proverbs so if you want to go ahead and turn to the Proverbs <clears throat> let me tell you well I want your attention so I don't want to distract you finding that and then you say to somebody what, what did he say so I'll wait just a minute and let you get there. And we're in Proverbs chapter 2 with us, really. So good to see these young people with their Bibles and looking for the places in their Bible. That's good, wonderful, great. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his ways by taking heed unto thy word thereby? I think they're pretty close quoted that over in Psalm 119. When I was, um, when I was, from the time of my time at Georgia Power until I quit, I started in 63 on my birthday. Um, And I stayed there until well, seven years. During that time there was a man that was the um, he was over the whole um, he, was, he was the foreman over the guys that went out in the vans and worked on appliances all over Atlanta. Then the other foreman would be uh, the shop foreman, and usually I was there unless I was sent out, which happened as well. But here's this man that's the, uh, the uh, foreman of about maybe 15 or 20 men. He studies he's he's got his Bible. I'm not a Christian at the time. He's got his Bible. And he's studying for his Sunday school lesson for the next Sunday. Here's the problem. I'm an unsaved man and he has a very, very foul language. There were several others. Oh, the the man that was over the whole of Atlanta uh, appliance repair, which would include where we were, General Service Headquarters, and about seven or eight different locations all over Atlanta. This man was a deacon in a church in um, right up between Forest Park and Atlanta. This man... And I'm a lost man. And this man would come out. He used foul language. He would tell some of the most awful, dirty jokes that a person can tell. I'm a lost man. He's a deacon in a church. I never got under conviction. That was hypocrisy. So what I'm preaching on tonight is walking in the way of good, wise men. I know some churches, I'm not throwing rocks at them, but I know some churches that if it was not, not for the women in the church, they closed close the doors. Are you hearing me? And by the way, ladies, thank God for you. Thank God for you. And those of you, by the way, that that for whatever your reason, you are here and you're faithful and there's not a man with you for whatever the reason. Thank you for being faithful. Amen. Check your Bible out and you'll see what uh, so many ministries that women were even ministered to Jesus, ministered to Paul and others. So men, it's such a blessing to see these young men coming on and they look like men. They act like men. They're being taught. And this may not fit many people, but it may help you to, maybe to um, strengthen the things that remain. That's biblical. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you now for the new opportunity to meet together with the saints of God, open the Bible, look into it and find truth that will help us. And I pray, Lord, tonight that you will help me Lord, help me to say what I ought to say. And I pray you keep me from saying things I should not say. And I pray and trust the Spirit of God to take the Word of God and do the work with it. I confess I do not have any ability to make the Word to be effective in anybody. But I do trust you, Lord. And so I pray for that. If there are victories to be won, if there is anyone in here unsaved, or if there's anyone in here that's just not sure, I pray that this will be the night. This will be settled. And we'll thank you. I pray for the homes in here. God, that you strengthen them and bless them and give them wisdom and courage. And we'll thank you for that. I, I pray, Lord, that there'd be such a strong bond that Satan cannot break uh, that bond. And that threefold cord will not be broken. And I'll thank you and bless you. And I thank, thank you for the pastor and his family. And, and uh, Lord, this church that stands strong, stands ready, and stands straight. In Jesus' name, amen. You're in chapter 2. And um, I want you to look just look at, at verse 20. Now, this is just going to be a start verse. We're going to come back. And we're going to just work through some words. But look at verse 20. That thou mayest walk in the way of good men and keep the paths of the righteous. Pass over there to chapter 13 and look at 20. Chapter 13. And get verse 20. He that walketh with wise men... Shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall shall be destroyed. Now, what I'm about to say, it may take a minute for it to soak in as you digest that. Your pastors, I know, has explained it maybe in more more lengthy. But just listen to this. This is why I'm concerned about the younger generation. From 15, 20 years ago to where they are now, to where I'm seeing a collapse. I'm seeing, I'm seeing young people that they said the right words um, in that time. They said the right words, but something happened. And today, you wouldn't know that they're saved at all. You would, not, you would not even think they know God. So watch this, if you will. Wisdom is the proper application, now listen, and response to knowledge and experience. Now stay with me. Now watch. You can know something or experience something It, maybe you've had, and still not be wise. You can know something and you can experience something and still not be wise. It takes a response. And I thought I'd repeat that one more time. There are people that have had head knowledge. They've had the head knowledge. But listen to this. Fools die lost because they fail to respond to the knowledge of God and to the experience of the Holy Spirit of God taking that word and making it, let's say, known in a spiritual, deeper way. For example, I've had people in my church to say, Pastor. My, my child, my son, my daughter's asking questions. Okay, so they want to come in, and which is the right thing to do. And the pastor has that discernment. And sometimes what they have done before they even get there is they've led them in a prayer, and now they're telling them you're saved. Okay, are y'all with me? They've led them in a prayer, and now they they say you prayed the prayer. How many people ever had somebody tell you when you witness to them, they say, well, I was baptized. And then you want to know a little bit more. And then they say, well, I prayed a prayer. hmm Listen to this. Mom died when I was 10. My mom's sister um, went to a church in Valdosta. And now I'm 9 years old. Mom is She's got cancer and she's dying. I didn't know that then. But I go to the church. It's the revival. The preacher preaches. My cousin, now they're giving an invitation. My cousin's sitting there. He's about a year older than me, Chester. And when they, the preacher gave the invitation, said, if you are not safe, raise your hand. He poked me to raise my hand. I raised my hand. I went down. Now, I still remember that one person led that group that came down in a prayer. Now, I need you to know this. I didn't get saved. I didn't get saved. But, but, and I heard what was said, but I was in another church. I was 14 years old in the community, and there was a man that came over, zealous, I'm not, by the way, I think it should be, but it should be the right kind of deal. But anyway, came over, I was about 14, and he started in on me. And my concept was, he wanted me to join the church. I wasn't saved, and joining the church wasn't getting saved. Two things were not there. Number one, I did not have the knowledge that I needed from the word. I didn't, have, I, didn't, I didn't have the concept. Biblical concept. And beyond that, there was absolutely no conviction on my heart that I was a sinner. But anyway, so here's what has to happen. Fools die, lost, because they fail to respond to knowledge and the work of the Holy Spirit of God. Because a person I've after pastoring all those years, I could have people come in and they could get it, they could understand it. But they're in there, and there's something or some reason why they're not ready. So what happens is they got the knowledge now. They know the they know the truth, and maybe the spirit of God got them, but they went out. The problem is they left the fo- they left as a fool because fools despise. Knowledge. Stay on. Look at chapter 1. Chapter 1, Proverbs, and we look at 1 through 7. The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel. To know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, and judgment, and equity, to give subtlety to the simple. To the young man, knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and will increase learning. And a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsels. To understand a proverb and the interpretation, the words of the wise and their dark sayings. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. The fools despise wisdom and instruction. And I don't need to read more because it gets pretty tough on down through there. Anyway, so back to Proverbs chapter chapter 2. And we'll hit some things here. You remember in the book of Acts, uh, maybe, we don't turn there, but you remember when Felix trembled? Well, what? we don't ever know that he did anything, that he responded to anything. We don't ever know that. Two years later, I think, if I remember right, he's off the scene. But the Bible says Felix t- trembled. And waited on a convenient season. That's, that was in Acts chapter 24, by the way, verse 25. Agrippa. Agrippa got this encounter with uh, Paul. And here's what the Bible says. Acts 26, 27, Agrippa. Believest thou the prophets? He didn't even give him time to answer. He said, I know thou believest. And Agrippa came back and said, almost that persuadest me to be a Christian. So he knew something, and he was almost persuaded. But there was not that proper response in confessing himself a sinner and receiving Jesus Christ as his own personal Lord and Savior. And I've got something to say about that on, on down. But let me just... Uh, what we want to do now is add chapter 2 of Proverbs. I want to show you... A transmission in a car, <clears throat> well, this is weird, y'all. I, I, I can't even believe I'm saying this. But a transmission in a car is there for, it has a purpose. And the purpose is this the motor is, is cranking out those RPMs and has a crankshaft. Now, that crankshaft has to go through some things, and not to explain that kind of stuff to you. But it goes through a transmission, and the reason it goes through that transmission is because you, cannot trans- you can't transfer the power straight into the rear end that turns the wheels in the back. Am I losing anybody here? <laughs> so what happens in chapter 2? Proverbs, Proverbs 2. Is you're going to see a transmission there's going to be a change that takes place and there will be a keyword, and I'll show it to you in just a minute. Alright? So, I'm I'm going to show us how to get from verse 1 down to verse 20. Because you don't just jump into verse 20 and say, I've got it! Okay? So let's look down. I think I will not read. Can you just kind of spy it out and look down through? We'll start with verse uh, 2. Receive. See that? That's, a, that's an action on our part. Yeah. You also see hide. That's in verse 1. In verse 2, you see incline and apply. In verse 3, you see Christ after. Lift this up. In verse 4, you see seekest and searchest. But what's that first word in verse 5? Then. So there's your transmission. So there's where you go from what... What we have to do, and then here's the transmission. Because there is our part and there's God's part. Our part is to hear it. Okay? That's our part. So then what's God's response? Then thou shalt do what? Understand. Right? What's that next word in there that's a good word? Find. This is the reason why some people never get it. Let's never hit it. Verse Thank the doctor, by the way, for recommending I go ahead and get my surgery. Anyway, verse six. What does the Lord do in verse six? Giveth wisdom. Where does this knowledge come from? Out of his mouth. What else does he do? He lays up sound wisdom for the righteous. What else does he do? He is a buckler. Verse eight, he keepeth the path of judgment. He preserveth the way and preserveth the way of the, his things. What's that next little word there? Then. So there's there's your what's happening here is there's our part, he's told us that. Then now there's his part. So let's go down through that. Then shalt thou do what? What's the what is the response? Yeah. Understand. And judgment. You'll understand I- equity, yea. You'll understand every good path, right? Verse 10, when wisdom enters into, into thine heart, is there a difference between the heart and the head? Oh, I'm sure there is. Right. Entereth into thine heart, and knowledge is pleasant unto thy soul. Discretion shall do what? Preserve thee. Understanding shall do what? Keep thee. What will it do? It will deliver thee from the way of the evil man. Now, our subject tonight is, uh, again, walking in the path of good, wise men. To deliver thee from the way of the evil man, from the man that speaketh forward things, who leave the paths of uprightness to walk in ways of darkness, who rejoice to do evil. Hmm. That's a picture of an unsaved man. (laughs) And delight in the forwardness of the wicked, whose ways are crooked, And they forward in their paths to deliver thee, and this is God's part, to deliver deliver thee from the strange woman. Wisdom will deliver you men from the strange woman. This man, from the strange woman. By the way, I need to tell you, in the Proverbs, a lot of times you're going to read man, 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 man. And it will mean, that will will be a generic man there. If the the context tells you that it's actually talking about a, a woman, you will know it. If the context tells you it's it's, uh, talking about mankind in a generic way, you will know it from the context. To deliver thee from the strange woman, even from the stranger, which flattereth with her words. By the way, men, I don't think I have to tell you this. Keep a distance. Right? Right? And watch out for anybody throwing flowers all over you all the time. I'm not talking about just one time. Thank you, Pastor, for this. Or thank you, Pastor, or thank you, Brother, so-and-so, for this. But too much. Keep a distance. Amen. Which forsaketh the God of her youth and forgetteth the covenant of her God. For her house inclineth unto death and her past unto the dead. None that go unto her return again. Neither take they hold of the paths, paths, plural, of life. So in verse 5, you see then. Then you skip on down. You see that preserving of the way. Verse 9, then. Then what? You'll understand righteousness, good judgment, equity, all those kind of things. 10-11, the result. The result in our life. Verse 12, now through nineteen shows what happens. When men don't do their part, therefore God doesn't do His part. It's a reciprocal thing. And then finally we get down there to verse 20. So if you can work your way through in your heart, if you can work your way through chapter 2, and this is not all there is to the Proverbs, but if you can work your way through, and just incline, receive the words of God. Incline your, your ear to wisdom. Apply your heart. Cry after knowledge. Lift up uh, your voice, thy voice for understanding. Asking God all this and search for it. And then God can give you the understanding. He can give you what you need to be that man or that woman that's walking in a good, clean, godly path that somebody else can watch you live your life. Not be thrown off. That's why I started off where I did with the two men. I and mean, they were not the only ones, but they were the ones that stuck out in my mind anyway. Walking in the way of good men, walking in the way of wise men will keep the path of the righteous. I can't tell you in my, all my years of pastoring how heartbroken I've been over people that listen to me preach. I'm talking about lay it out. Right, line upon line, precept upon precept, and watch them fall right into stuff. And they think they're okay. And they're not. And they think they have wisdom. And they don't. And it's sad when you see that happen. And what I'd love to see, and I know your Pastor, would love to see this, I'd love to see a generation of young people come along that are walking in the path of good and wise Men and women. And hold them up. Today, you know, the, the, the heroes are zeros. I know I've said this before. I'm going to say it here tonight. My girls are grown and gone. But I promise you this. There'd never be a poster of anybody in their bedroom if there wasn't one twice as big of man as that as with me and my, and, and my, my wife. Are y'all with me? And we got young people today, not in this church probably, but if they are, they need to, they need some help. Don't make don't make zeros your heroes. Because that's not where it ends. So verse thirteen says, Who leave the past Verse fifteen, whose ways are crooked and they forward in their past. Forward simply means to depart, to be perverse, meaning to turn aside. Anybody here know any professing Christians that lived a the life? They carried, they, they, they carried the banner for a while. They dropped the banner. They're out of church. You see them in public and they try to hide. Sometimes they don't. They're bold as a lion. This is what happens when they don't have... God given wisdom built on the Word of God and built on the work of the Holy Spirit of God as the preacher preaches or as the Sunday school teacher teaches, and the, and the application is made to the heart, and they, lay, they can lay that foundation in their heart. And when they're faced with something, they can say, No. The best word you will ever learn in your life, young men, young ladies, is not to your parents. It's to the temptations that come along is to say no. Wisdom will cause you to do that. The knowledge of God will cause you to do that. You'll be able to say no. Proverbs thirteen twenty: He that walketh with wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. The question to be asked and answered is, how can you identify good men from Proverbs 2, um, verse 20. And how can you identify wise men from Proverbs chapter 13, verse 20? How do you identify these people? So, here's where we're going to take a journey. And you got your Bible ready. Chapter 1, verse 5. says, wise men will do what? He'll hear. I was preaching in South Carolina several years ago. I was ringing some bells. There was a preacher standing back over there. He'd been proselyting folks out of that church, and I knew it. But I wasn't I tuned in to him. I don't come in a church, find out what the pastor is going to tell me about the people, and then preach it. But I'm up there preaching. He gets up, turns around, and says something to a person sitting with him, and storms out. I'm okay with that. <laughs> but I thought it was kind of bold. And what I was doing, it was a Low Lowcountry uh, Baptist fellowship. I don't know how many preachers they are full. <laughs> but anyway, I was just preaching on matters that have to do with the man of God and missions and, and all this and just talking about those kind of things. And I was just going down through some, some, you know, points of wisdom about money and finance and things like that. He stormed out and said, I don't need nobody talking to me and preaching at me about finances. Well, it's okay. But he showed his attitude was wrong in the first place. Are y'all with me? Yeah. So anyway, the question that we've got to answer is, how do you identify? So, chapter 1, verse 5 says, a wise man will hear. I've heard some sorry preaching in my life, and I've even done some of it. But, I think it will make us appreciate good preaching to sit around some it, sorry. <laughs> do I... Common terms, if you got a bad, bad cup of coffee, it'll make you appreciate a good one. Anyway, so look at chapter 10, Proverbs chapter 10. In Proverbs chapter 10, if you look at verse 8 and 14. Verse 8. The wise in heart, what will they do? They'll receive commandments. I've had people tell me, I don't like that King James Bible. Because it, I like this other Bible because I just like it. It just sounds better. It's, you know, not as judgmental. The wise in heart will receive commandments, but a prating fool shall fall. Verse 21. In verse 21, excuse me, not 21, 14. 14. Wise men lay up knowledge. Wow. They don't just hear it and let it go through one ear and out the other. They lay it up. What does lay it up mean? Means keep it. Look at 14.16. 14.16 says, A wise man feareth and departeth from evil. A wise man feareth and departeth from evil. We're learning some stuff about wise people that we're going to apply in just a minute. Look at chapter 15, verse 2 and Verse 7. 15.2 says the tongue of the wise useth knowledge aright. Verse 7 says the lips of the wise disperse knowledge. We're in 15. Look at 24. 24. What we're doing is we're going to just get to it. I'm going to be done in a little bit. But uh, twenty-four, five. A wise man is strong, Yay. A man of knowledge he increases strength. You don't be strong in the Lord. Get wisdom. By the way, you don't get this by tuning out the preacher and. Laying your car in the back window of the car, I mean your Bible in the back window of the car, and letting the sun warp the pages. You, you have a relationship with your Bible. Do I need to quote a verse for you? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. Wise man is strong, yea, a man of knowledge. Increase his strength. Numbers 24, 5. 29. Chapter 29. These will be the last two, and then I'll get to a couple things. In 29, we'll look at verse 8. Scornful men bring a city into a snare, but wise men turn away wrath. Dear God, we need some wise men to turn away wrath. There's, it's a sad day, preacher. Whenever, whenever, and it's not true in your church, I know, but I'm just saying it. They need to hear it. There's some churches that have been totally destroyed by by men and women with loose tongues. A fool uttereth all his mind, but a wise man keepeth it in till afterwards. He knows when to speak, and he knows when to shut up. Yeah, verse 18. Where's that's next number verse? Verse 11. A fool uttereth all his mind, but a wise man keepeth it in till... Okay, I just read that, didn't I? So I read them all. So, I want to finish by just making a few statements and be done. How can you tell? How can you tell that you are walking in the steps of a good, wise man or woman and by the way, it's found in all these verses, plus a whole bunch more. You can identify him or her by their convictions. Are you with me? there are I'll just tell you this the mouth can speak and say a lot of things that are not true. and people can say all kind of flowery um, statements about them and their spirituality and their, you know, things. But the truth of the matter is, you walk, talk, and you talk, talk, but you walk out, talk, talk, you talk. Y'all want to hear it one more time. You walk, talk, and you talk, talk, but you walk out, out, talk, you talk. Maybe y'all can get it if you want it. You can. It just simply means you can say a lot of stuff that's not true about yourself. But when you're, did you know that there are verses in here that talk about how people communi- communicate with their eyes and communicate with their feet in the Word? They don't have to say a word. Anyway, you can identify a person that is good and wise by their convictions. And people of God ought to have some convictions because the Bible is full of instruction about convictions. Having some lines you won't go over. And when you watch somebody for, you know, not a month, we're not talking about novice, we're talking about people that have been down the road. They've been faithful, they've been clean, they hold up a good testimony, it, they don't have to get up and shout. I, I've been in situations where, you know, testimony time. Testimony time was how great thou art. True. And by the way, I believe in testimony time. I remember remember probably last time we were here, the the young people were coming by. Yeah, Yeah, still do that? Yeah. And testify. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. That's great. But the most powerful testimony you will have is when you believe it, You receive that knowledge and that wisdom and you live it. And nobody has to question whether you are just talking or you're just sold out and you you want God to be the one that can get the glory out of your life and you live it, not because somebody's watching you but you live it because that's what you are. But the re- the re- result of that thing is, is somebody says, "I'd like to be, I'd be like, that, I'd, I'd like to be like, like that man. I'd like to be like that that lady when I grow up." And by the way, that's going on in this church right here. Number two, how can you identify him or her by the companions they keep, the company they keep? Mark this down. Um. Uh, Preacher, we learn more than we want to know from Facebook. The other day, I'm not on Facebook. Okay, I'm not. And if I was, none of you would be my friend, <laughs> and that wouldn't bother me, because I I would rather be your present visual. Friend. Okay, but there was a there was a guy. You and I talked about uh, a situation. It was uh, in that we've been. It was somebody that I pastored that has gone 180 degrees away from what he had been taught and believed and went through Bible school and learned and so forth. And listen to this. So he's got this stuff on. It's on. Uh, okay, it's on. Uh, um, it's, not on, it's not on Facebook. Okay, I'll go ahead and tell you. It's YouTube, okay. Big, long thing. And, there, and then here is another guy in another independent Baptist church that I think is on staff, and he says some wonderful glowing terms about it. You know, whatever. Can I tell you this? If I was still pastoring and he was in my church and he was on staff, end of his place on staff. Right. You know, what? No, you're not. That a little leaven, 11 to hold up. That's what the Bible says. So all I'm saying here is, you can tell about people by their companions. First Corinthians chapter 15 tells us that uh, evil communication corrupts good manners, good morals. 15, 32 in there. You know what? With what's going on in America, for the parents that have children, I think you do a good job, and I think I don't have to instruct you on that, and your pastor has instructed you on this, but you'd be wise to keep a close eye on your children, on any social media they have access to, phones, stuff, right? Because they can go all over the world, right here. And, and there are things they can do. And try to block anybody from ever knowing it. There are some apps, by the way. I think. I've never been there and I'm not going there. I'm not interested. I've got other things to do. But they can do some responses, I understand, and they disappear. After they're seen. I don't know that. Companions. And for these young people in here. A friend does not respect you if they know you're saved. And they know you love Jesus. They don't respect you if they violate that in you, in your presence, and you should walk away. I'm just telling you, should walk away. That should be the end of that. Because be not deceived. Evil communication corrupt good morals, good manners. Companions. You watch these wise people? Read about David over there. Hey, he even said he wouldn't be with them. What he said. Third thing is you can identify him or her by the conversations they have. Not just the companions, not just the convictions, but conversations. Anybody ever starts down-downing somebody, let's say, in a church setting, and they start down talking down, especially under, uh, in the presence of children, they're not wise. Don't follow that person. They're not wise. They're not good and they're not wise. Don't follow them. Fourth one. You can identify them by the choices they make. I have to be careful. There are places in our time that I believe that Christians should not go even if it's on an off night of church off day of church. Should not go. Because it's, it's like giving a stamp of approval to it there are places that are pushing now the uh, transgender um, uh, 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 agenda, agenda uh, their thing. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to find a word. Uh, the um, um, I'm using the Bible word, sodomy, I'm trying to push this kind of stuff. and when, I, I believe this. I don't, I don't think a Christian should ever support anything that supports that at all. That's not saying a good thing you know, to the to the people that are looking up to to us. For example, I don't care if Mickey Mouse drowns. By the way, I'm proud of our governor. In a way, I don't want him to be president. Because I want him to be our governor. But if, if he chooses to run, I'll make this a political moment. That's right we got a good one. Thank God for him. And we pray for him every day, along with a whole bunch of other people. Anyway, you can identify these good and wise, godly, you could say, um, people that you can follow by the choices that they make. Proverbs 9.10 says, the wise man's life, well, to me, this is what it basically says, his life begins with the knowledge of Christ. Because I don't believe anybody has true Bible wisdom until they come to Jesus Christ. After receiving the knowledge of the truth and responding to it and receiving Jesus Christ, they now have the knowledge of God. And to, you can follow somebody that's really got the knowledge of God. So good men and good women, godly people, wise, Bible-wise people, they have convictions, they have good companions, and good conversations, they're cleaning their walk and they're talk and they make good choices and you can follow them. And by the way, I've had to make some choices. And it's not like I say, go around and say they're my enemy and I hate them and they're not my friend and on and on and on. I just am going to protect my heart and my mind and my testimony and follow good and wise men in my life. And I think you should too. Make some choices. And in this church right here, in this church, I'm not I'm just telling you. This is a good church. Don't take it for granted. And and if the Lord lets me tomorrow night I'll be preaching a church type message. On tomorrow night. And what I, if, if, I, if I still feel the way I do right now, if I do, it's, it's to me is one of the most necessary things in a local church. Because that devil is trying his best to rip our good churches apart. I can't tell you the churches right now out there. I mean, he's just had a heyday. I'm talking about preachers have been in churches for years and years and years, and they've collapsed, I mean overnight almost. It's like the devil gets in there and stirs everything up. You don't want that. Be wise. Be good. Have the wisdom of God. Stay tuned to the Word of God and the will of God in your life. And grow in grace and knowledge of the Lord. And don't ever give Satan anything to work with in your life. And if you're here and you're unsaved, this is a lot about being a Christian. And I know if you're here and you're unsaved, you know one thing. You met some people out there that say they are, but they don't act it. We're here, we say we are, and we're going to act it. And we're going to love lost people, and we're going to give them the word of God, and we're going to, by the grace of God, try to at least show them there is a real godly remnant in these last days that's going to take a stand and we're going to try to stay right. We're going to love God and we're going to love the people of God and we're going to love that world enough to go out there and try to reach them so they can have what we got. Lord, I thank you for the word of God. Thank you for Lord.